Hey Climbers, this is Brent. And this is Johnny. Today's episode is a climb classic. It's one we think is worth another listen. But if you have not heard it before, it is new to you. And here it is. Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like who? You. We want you to create leverage in the music business. That's what you're going to need to get ahead. It's not just about your talent. You're going to have to bring something to the table that's tangible, not potential, but reputation. That's why we called it The Climb, creating leverage in the music business, C-L-I-M-B, you see. The genius that came up with that is my co-host, hit songwriter, and good friend, Mr. Brent Baxter. Uh, he has written uh, songs with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And what you're really interested in is the fact that Brent helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, how you do business like a pro. And not only that, he connects you to the freaking pros. What more do you want? Reach out to Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, Songwriting Pro. Hey, and I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound, and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves, like Raymond, so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's DaredevilProduction.com. Production is singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. That's right. How are you, brother? Any better, I'd have to hire people to help me enjoy it. <laughs> that is what I call a high-class pro. There we go. <laughs> so, um, real quick before we get rolling on this, mm-hmm. don't forget to join the Climb community. We got uh, a gaggle of climbers mm-hmm. on Facebook, on a Facebook. It's a private group. Just a request to get in. We'll get you in. All you have to do is behave like good little boys and girls because the bad apples get shown the door. And um, you can learn about songwriting, um, uh, all different kinds of marketing techniques that, and, and everybody's, Brent and I are weighing in on every question, every sort of comment that's put out there, but also um, everybody's helping everybody else out, which is really cool. It's a pretty, pretty awesome community, man. So, so join us there. If you like what you hear, please share it and um, leave a rating and review uh, yeah. wherever you like to listen to it. Stitcher, iTunes, um, whatever, leave a rating and review. It makes us look digit and we'll read it on the air and make you famous. That's right. Do you say digit? I think you said you make us look digit. digit I don't know what I'm that is, but it sounds legit. like it sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Man, he's legit. <laughs> yes, I am. Don't yeah. you forget it. <laughs> I am legit. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Brent Baxter at the helm today, going to steer this ship. Which way we going, Captain? All right, uh, toward the rocks. No, we are going toward. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, something that uh, is how to write a good song and still lose. So maybe we are headed toward the rocks here. So, Ooh. you know, everyone's like, I mean, it's, it's all about the song. If I just write a good song, that's going to take care of me. Eh, sometimes you can write a good song and still um, maybe not win in the long term. So I'm going to talk about that to help you avoid that pain and that misery. All right. So this is a, a pain reduction episode of pain avoidance episode of The Climb here. So uh, I just want to start off a little story. All right. So I wrote a song with a hit artist one time. All right. So first time we'd been in the room together, it was me, her and another, uh, and a buddy of mine that I'd written a few songs with before. 
So, and you know, she liked the song. We got together kind of first date, the three of us, first time all three of us have been in the room together, wrote this song. Um, I believe she brought in the title and she liked the song. Actually, the artist liked the song enough to demo it. She liked the song enough to demo it and put her own voice on it. I still have that demo. Mm. Uh, but you know what? She didn't really want to write with me again. <laughs> All right. Huh. huh. Well, why was that? So that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. So um, my artist co-write was kind of a win-lose situation. So, you know, again, she, she wrote with another me and another friend of mine. Cool song. Demoed it. Didn't write again. I won the song, but I lost the co-write. So something with me and that artist didn't just didn't click, even though we wrote a good song, good enough to put some money into, right? Demo it, pitch it, whatever. For she her to put her, for probably her considered put her voice it, on. <clears throat> put her voice on it. So she's probably considering it for her own record. So Chris called me later, a few weeks later, whatever. He's like, hey, man, just, uh, you know, I just want to let you know uh, I got a call to get, you know, get back in the room with blah, 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 artist, you know, that we'd written with. And, uh, you know, but just me, he goes, I, I just want to put that out there to you that, so there's no sneaky kind of stuff going on. Just letting you know the artist call wants to get with me, but didn't mention you. Yeah. I was like, ouch, but cool. Thank you for letting me know. Cause you know, so he's not sneaking around behind my back or something. It's just so he was mm-hmm. above board. I respect him for that. Um, but there's something in the, in the co-write in the way that that artist and I interacted the way we worked on the song that while the song was good and while she enjoyed working with our, my other buddy, they clicked in a different way than she and I did, you know, just different strokes, different folks, a lot of different personalities. We talked about that in the last, last episode about, you know, why you suck at networking. They're just different types of people. Mm-hmm. She and I weren't quite the same type of person. Didn't, you know, we wouldn't just normally hang out together. Right. And nothing bad against her. It just, just different strokes. Right. So, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I won the song, but lost the co-writer. And so, and that was a lesson to me that when you write with an artist, whether it's a local artist or a major label artist, don't be so focused on getting a great song that the artist has a terrible time. Now, I don't think this artist had a terrible time by any means, but uh, you know, we, we, Hey, I'm getting in there and we're going to, we're going to struggle over lyric and I'm going to put in my two cents. What I think we may not go with that, but you know, I'm trying to get the song as good as it can be. Um, and sometimes you can sacrifice the, the interpersonal stuff with that, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, you want to write the best song possible, but you also don't want to lose the co-writing relationship over it. You want to think long-term. So like if the artist is really digging on what you're working on, be careful about grinding so hard for perfection that the artist hates your face by the end of the day. All right. This is especially true on your first co-write. You want to do your homework. You want to bring in a strong idea or a strong melody, whatever kind of your bag of tricks is. But most of all, you just want to be likable. And I believe you'll have a better chance of getting back on the books with the artist with a good song and a great time than with a great song and a bad time. That's Let me say that again. I believe you have a better chance of getting back on the books with the artist with a good song, but a great time than with a great song and a bad time. Because even if you push to get something great, but the artist thinks you're a jerk, okay, the artist is likely to avoid you in the future. There are just other people the artist can work with that are both really good writers and a really good hang. Mm-hmm. They're not stuck with you. They can go other places and get good songs, especially if they're an established artist. Now, if you're a big hit songwriter and they're a newbie artist and they're just trying to get some traction going, you can probably be more of a jerk because you bring the goods. They can't get those goods elsewhere. 
It's like, you know, you go to the DMV. Is that the best customer service at the DMV? You're trying to get your... <laughs> not, no. Not any Government state. not known <laughs> for customer service. But you know what? Where else are you going to go to get your driver's license? That's right. Mm, nowhere legal. Yeah. So you got to suck it up. You got to deal with it. This is not the DMV. All right. right. This is the free market where the artist can go, good song, but I didn't like the customer service. I'm going to go over here where, where I have a good chance of getting a good song and a good customer service experience. You got two restaurants. One has good hamburgers. The other has good hamburgers. One has mean, ugly wait, you know, waiters and waitresses. The other has really nice and pleasant to look at waiters and waitresses. Which one are you going to go to? I'm yeah. going to go where I get a good burger and a good experience. Yeah. All right. right. Good point. They have options. All right. So you want to make yourself a good option. Uh, So, you know, I'm not talking about being an insincere suck up. All right. And just, you know, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Whatever the artist wants to say. I'm not talking about that. Um, We're talking about some of the stuff we talked about last week. Okay. We're talking about being humble, Mm -hmm. have a proper perspective of your role. Your role is to help is to serve that artist. Yeah. To, Hey, I'm here to help you write help you get a hit. I know you need one because everyone needs one. Everyone mm-hmm. needs their next one. Mm-hmm. Even if it's their 50th one, they need their next one. So I know you need a hit. You need your next one. I'm here to help you with that. I'm here to help you say what you want to say. I'm here to serve you. Okay. And also I'm humble, but I'm in the room for a reason. I'm not just going to run rough shot over you, but Hey, I'm going to be humble. And also I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to be myself. Mm-hmm. and not an insincere suck up. So you just want to make sure both the song and the experience of writing the song are both as enjoyable as possible. Is that making sense? Yeah, man. And I think like, like on an extreme level, we, we've, we've mentioned this in past podcasts before, but there are people in town, songwriters in town that are on hit songs. The people, the other writers in the room aren't ever sure what they do. <laughs> it's right. just their hang it uh-huh. keeps the energy going, keeps everybody laughing, keeps like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's like the hang is super frick. It's so important that if you're really, really, really good at the hang, you don't even really got to write songs. I know. <laughs> what, what did he do? Well, Johnny did the melody and Brent did the lyric and so-and-so, they brought the vibe. They brought the vibe, <laughs> yeah. man. Get they the brought roll. the party. Okay, yeah. whatever. You know? Yeah. And I, you may I'm, think that sounds crazy. Like you would never be in a situation like that, but you would because... Um, because like the other two writers ain't angry at the vibe guy. Like (laughs) they like, they just, you know, you've got that friend where you just love being around that person, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just like, man, they just bring the sunlight right into that room and, Mm -hmm. and can change the mood of anybody and really get that train going and get everybody motivated. And, and it's a good time. There are writers like that, that specialize in the hang. Yeah. And that I'll be honest, that is not my superpower at all. Uh, I, I, I wish it were. I mean, you know, there are people, writers I love that we get together, we have a good time. Um, and so there are people I connect with, people I click with, love writing songs that we have a good time and we get, you know, good songs. But I'm just not a guy you put me in a room with anybody and, or especially you put me in a, you know, at a cocktail party, mingling mm-hmm. where I'm going to be, you know, I'm just, that's not my skill set. That's one of those places where I wish I had more of a superpower in that area. Like you put me in a room, I'll write a lyric and I'll be nice and pleasant and everything. But man, that thing of the vibe where there's like, I just got to be in the room with that person again. I don't care if we're writing or not. I just Mm -hmm. don't feel like, you know, those kind of soft skills. I have those where I want them. I wish I did. 
but I'm learning, right? I'm learning right. from stories. We, we, um, recently we had one of our play for publisher events and our guest for was Dan Hodges from Dan Hodges music. So mm-hmm. Dan's a pro. He's been around the business a long time. He helped, uh, he's been instrumental in songs like, uh, good directions for Billy Carrington, which is oh. like Luke Bryan's first hit as a songwriter and other songs, uh, divs for kelsey ballerini he's you know one of his writers jason duke was a writer on that more recently as a number one so dan's legit and so he came in for our play for publisher event and you know in the course of listening to songs giving feedback he's also just dropping value bombs right he's telling stories he's stuff that's really awesome to to hear and he told the story of one of his songwriters um according to dan that you know this writer and, and he you know, I asked Dan, he preferred the, the writer remaining anonymous just because he's like, I don't like putting people's names out there and without permission. But, um, you know, so he's been involved in a lot of hits. But this writer in, in particular, he says, is just a very positive person. It just makes everybody, everybody around him feel good. Like you're talking about, rock, walks in and brings the sunshine, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what this writer does. He's just, he's just super positive. He just makes everyone, he lifts everybody up. He just lifts up a room. And I don't know if he's a big gregarious personality or a quiet one, but apparently he's just very positive. So this uh, writer recently landed number one hit country song, which he wrote with the artist. All right. So basically as Dan explains it, his, his writer got that number one, not only because he's a good writer and a hard worker, but because the artist enjoyed writing with him. All right. So uh, he and the artist became friends back when the artist didn't have much going on. All right. So the artist was unsigned, aspiring artist to that point, got in the room with this writer, really enjoyed it, enjoyed the co-write. As far as I know, that song they wrote that day had never been cut. Probably never will be. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> but over the course of this building, this relationship, this artist enjoying being in the room with this writer, even though it's not like the biggest name writer on the, on the row. Right kept writing with this writer. Even when the artist got signed to a record deal and probably had like perceived further up the food chain options, mm-hmm. kept writing with this writer. Love the hang. Eventually they wrote like 30, have written like 30 songs together, this mm-hmm. writer and this artist. One of those songs landed on the artist's record. That song also went on to become a number one record. So now this, this writer has a number one country single to go along with his winning personality. Um, and I think, you know, we're talking about, it's important to be likable. This writer, hard worker, good writer. He also won the hang. I I think bringing a good hang can be worth just as much, if not more than bringing a good hook to co-write. Yeah, man. Can can I interject in there? Yes. So so this, it's, it's off of the songwriting trail, but it's still in, obviously in the music business thing, but there's, I'm not going to mention his name. But there are two guitar players that I normally uh, work with in the studio for um, as much as I can, right? Especially for like song demo stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> they're both friggin' monsters, right? They're yeah. just, they're, I'm convinced they're aliens. They're, they're no <laughs> way they're, they're human, of human descent, right? Right, yeah. And um, I remember coming to Nashville, like back, um, man, like in, in the, in the late nineties, I had, you know, developed a friendship with Kelly and, and, uh, I would be recording artists in LA and I would, 
or, or my own stuff, sometimes it was my own stuff, and I would come out to Nashville and visit and hang, and, and Kelly would mix it. And, and so I'd go hang out with him in the recording studio, and we'd see this, this guitar, he's a guitar player come in. And um, Kelly was telling me about his transformation, right? So here's a dude that had, like, talent, like, unbelievable talent. But in the beginning, like, his attitude was bad. Mm-hmm. He was sour, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was affecting his business, right? Like he was just kind of grumpy and I, I you know, I, I had never seen it firsthand. So I'm telling you a secondhand story, but yeah, but they, they were all like, just sort of, the story was being told like in a prideful way, like, cause they were proud of him. Cause he, he just sort of woke up one day and had an attitude adjustment and said, I just got to be not bitter and angry or what I just could be grateful for what I got. And mm-hmm. And just, but it was, it affects the mood in the studio, right? It affects mm-hmm. the vibe on the recording and that energy goes right to tape, man. Yeah. And that energy gets in the lyrics and that energy, whether it's positive or negative is going to get in that melody. And, and so that vibe, that, that, that hang that you're bringing, you've got to be intentional about that. You've got to be on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now, I mean, there are, one of my proudest moments was, um, I was working with this uh, LA dude that I have a relationship with. Who's like, a, he's a hit songwriter. He just has written uh, and produced the whole soundtrack for a major feature film that's coming out. And uh, I mean, his dude, he used to be a music supervisor for uh, like a, like a huge hit sitcom. Like this guy's a pro, right? Yeah. Big time pro. <clears throat> and uh, through my marketing, we got together and started, we, we'd probably done six, seven records for him. Cause he realized, even though he was working with the top cats in LA, couldn't get the Nashville sound. So when he had to do mm-hmm. country stuff, he would call me. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I'll get that for you, man. You know? Yeah. And, and he's always like, I want the brand name guy. I want the brand name guy. I want the brand name guy, which is, um, which is um, Brent, right? Yeah, Brent Mason. Brent Mason. That's what he wants because that's the name he knows, right? And right. It's, it's kind of LA like that, you know? And, uh, and one time Brent couldn't make it and this other guy that I'm talking about was in there and he was all like, man, I don't know. And he was just, because it wasn't the brand name. Yeah. And now he calls me and he's like, hey, I want that guy. I want that other guy. I want yeah. that. That's the guy. That's the guy I want because he's so incredible and he loved the vibe and, and you know what I mean? Like that guy just came in and sold it and, and not only with his talent but also with his attitude. So, there's a point where like having the wrong attitude and all the talent in the world going to affect your career, man. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, so here's my take on, on kind of Dan's story. Um, a lot of, I know some writers who hate that kind of story. They hate hearing that. They think of, of the music business as, Oh man, that's high school all over again. Or it's a popularity contest. I didn't come here to enter a popularity contest. I came here to make music. You yeah, know, <laughs> we're only the, yeah, you know, they think it's a popularity contest where only the cool kids get the attention. But you know what? That's, that's a loser mentality. Yeah. You can't afford to think that way. I'm sorry. Because reality is one thing it is what it is. All right. So, and those are my words. Dan didn't call it a loser mentality, but I will. All right. So listen, the music business is full of writers with a ton of talent. All right. It's full of writers with a good work ethic. And so, there are a lot of writers trying to get into the biz that also have talent and work hard. So again, bringing a good hang can be worth it just as much as bringing a good hook because being a good hang can get you in the room again and again and again, just like Dan's writer with that artist Mm -hmm. had a good hang, probably got a good song too. I don't know, but kept getting in the room, kept getting in the room for like 30 songs, ended up getting a number one out of it. So yes, you need talent, but once you kind of clear the talent bar, you know, like on the high jump, you clear the talent bar, 
the artist or the hit writer still has more potential co-writers than they have time for. So what's going to get you into that room instead of someone else? It's going to be being a good hang, being likable, being authentic, being someone that they just connect with. Be somebody that that other person wants to hang around. Yeah. All right. So, you know, yeah, like it or not, personality matters. People just have too many options to spend their time with people they don't like. We talked about it earlier. It's free market. It's not the DMV. You get yeah. who you get and you don't throw a fit. You know, like parents say to their kids. Okay. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. This is not that. Um, yeah. Just like the musicians. Brent Mason is an incredible, legendary guitar player. Yep. You know, nothing wrong. He's been on the radio so many times on so many hit singles. It's crazy. Yep. Now this other person you're talking about is legit too, mm-hmm. but didn't, maybe didn't have the marquee name. And I'm, yeah, I've been in the studio. Brent's played on some of my demos and stuff. And you know, mm-hmm. he's a good hang. He wouldn't be where he is if he weren't a good hang. That's right. But this other writer is a good hang too. If, or that other guitar player, if that person been a bad hang would have yep. got the shot and no more. Let's right. go back to Brent Mason. Yep. Cause he's a good hang and he's a credible guitar player. So you kind of got to have both because people have options just like me and that one artist that didn't want to get back in the room. I cleared the talent bar or at least the song did, you know, mm-hmm. cleared the talent bar to demo it, consider it for a record. Didn't end up making it. Uh, but Hey, at least I still got the demo I can listen to with her voice on it. But, um, you know, but didn't pass the, the hang test for whatever reason. We didn't like fight or anything. You know, we didn't put on the boxing gloves, but uh, you know, just didn't pass that other, other people you do pass that with because part of it is just get in where you fit in. Right. That's you right. want to be positive. And like I said, not a blowhard, not someone that's just blind to people to try and make them feel good. And you're being an insincere suck up because if they catch that on you, they don't like that either. Yeah, it's, yeah it's that's not a good way to fail. That's insincere, right? To, to just what you said. It's, it's not authentic. Authenticity. They just want real people, man. Well, that yeah. want to try to do something. They want to try to get better. That want to work. That want to, that are interested in excellence, right? In, in, yes. trying, in trying to excel and trying to be better today than you were yesterday. Because yeah. that's the journey everybody's on. Right. Don't get the perception wrong. And an artist or co-writer doesn't have to write with you. So it's your job to make them want to write with you. They don't have they don't have to write with you. Make them want to write with you. So that's that's the big thing I just want to talk about today. Um, and also, you know, speaking of, of Dan and the and the play for a publisher event, I have another one coming up. the The deadline's already passed to enter your song, mm-hmm. uh, but there's maybe a, a way to go ahead and, and still get some gold and some value from this um, because it's coming up on the 14th. But we've already I'm in the process right now listening to the songs and everything. Uh, what you can do is. If you go to uh, songwritingpro.com, you see some links uh, or go to giftfrombrent.com and you go to the, the online store, you can see the play for publisher. If there's some spots left, you can still, it's too late to enter a song, but basically what you can do is you can buy a ticket to the replay because we're going to record these on Zoom. You get the, it's a video conference and you get to watch, you get to watch the replay. So everyone that enters a song and plus if you go and, and enter one now, you can still watch the replay of it. And we'll be sending that out a little bit after the event. And you can still hear these stories and get the nugget, you know, get the value bombs out of it. Yeah, but also get the, get, the, get the breakdown from the publisher to speaking frankly and directly to the songwriter. Right. So you can kind of get some feedback on some songs without having the, the pressure on you. Exactly. You just, and you get to see. A fly on the wall, right? Yeah, you get to be a fly on the wall, kind of see what a publisher meeting's like. 
you yeah. know, what these people are like, like, oh, it kind of demystifies a little bit. Like, oh, these are these are nice people. Yeah. They're wanting to help. Whatever you're so valuable. Them. So valuable. <laughs> um, but all, I mean, heck, I still, I learn from these because the, the stories, some of the stuff that Dan's telling, because you know, he has a different perspective. He's, he's out there meeting with people every day and he's just, he has a different slice of that, you know, of that pie and a different little perspective, which is valuable to me. So I'm listening to these going, Oh, that's great. Let me write this down. That's gold. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so check it out. Uh, best way to go is gift from Brent.com. They get you on the songwriting pro insiders list. We get hear about all these. And I have another play for publisher event coming up soon. We, I do these every quarter. It also lets you know about that. So you can join us on the next one, but that's what I had today. So remember bringing a good hang is just as valuable as bringing a good hook. So try to bring both. Boom. Love that. And that's, that's killer, man. All right. So that brings us to the end of another killer, uh, climb episode. If you like what you heard, share it. If you got some value out of it, somebody else will please leave a rating and review. That makes us look legit to the people that are just sticking their toe in the water to find out about us tomorrow. And we'll make you famous. We're so appreciative of it. We're going to read it on the air and, uh, join the climb community. Just go to search on Facebook, uh, Search for the client community, get in, request to be entered in. We let everybody in, okay, but uh, be good boys and girls. We're all shooting the door. Listen, we put all this stuff together. This podcast exists because we want you to win. All right, keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.